Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. Thought I'd talk a little bit about cryptocurrencies today. Got a few links I'm going to share down in the description. I always like putting links down in the description for you guys. First one is... Um, an interview talking with a crypto investor who is of the mind that Visa and MasterCard type companies, these credit card companies, are going to be going out of business here in the next few years. They're going to get replaced with the cryptocurrencies or the central bank digital currencies or one of the other many blockchain type of technologies out there because they are much more efficient and less burdensome on both the consumer and the merchant. So right now, like these Visa MasterCard type of transactions, they cost a lot of money. They cost both to the merchant and to the customer. As these transactions rack up, these companies are making a lot of money off of it when really all they're doing is just transferring one bit of value from one person to another. And that could easily be done with the central bank digital currency or you know one of the other many cryptocurrencies that are out there. Now, I'm not trying to be an advocate for central bank digital currencies. I'm not trying to say, hey, this is a great idea or anything else like that. But I do believe that they will be coming into the future and you won't really have any other choice but to use it. So to be aware of what central bank digital currencies are and what cryptocurrencies are and the fact that they are going to be going into like mainstream use. It's probably a good idea to start either getting your hands on some so that you understand it, like especially when it comes to cryptocurrencies. I mean, you can't really get your hands on central bank digital currencies yet. They don't really exist, but they will be here in the next few years. I mean, even Mexico said that they're going to have a central bank digital currency by 2024. And you can go find like, I mean, you can just do Google searches of central bank digital currencies throughout the world. And you can see like many, many nations all over the place are working on their technologies, you know, going into the beta programs, doing testing the waters. That's what they're doing. They're, they're getting ready to, to go, you know, to go digital. And, um, and it's pretty obvious when you, when you look at places like China, who is already implementing some of these, some of these central bank digital currencies by paying some of the, like say government workers in, in central bank digital currencies and then having particular cities be like test test areas for the central bank digital currency to see how well it's used and you know how they use it and people you know see what people's reactions are to it once it's in play i doubt that anybody will even notice that that there was a central bank digital currency introduction most people will just go about their day with their bank accounts and swiping their cards like any other day and not even know that they've like all of a sudden switched over to a, to a digital currency as opposed to what our traditional system would be like. Now it is kind of hard to wrap your head around all this digital currency versus like regular currency. Like it's hard to take, like what's the difference? I mean, if I can still go down and either put cash on the table or my card or the central bank digital currency card or whatever that is, what difference does it make between any of it? Well, nothing is going to make any difference in the beginning. Like I said, most people probably won't even notice or even care that it's taken place. 
But the major difference is going to come down the road when you realize that you can't get out of the system. That's where the difference is going to end up being. Now, most people, like I said, are probably just going to go right about their normal business and do the transactions, get paid, everything else like normal. But at some point, you're going to find where cash is going to be a nuisance. Where putting your money into the bank is going to be, you're going to get charged a fee. And pulling money out of the bank, you're going to get charged a fee. And then keeping money in the bank is going to have a negative interest rate attached to it as well. And there'll be nothing you can do about getting your money out or all your money out. Because you'll be locked into the system. And if the cash is, becomes burdensome and nobody wants to use it, then they really have you locked into the system because there's really no place else to go. This is where the idea of holding like gold and silver or one of the other many cryptocurrencies that are out there that is outside of the traditional banking system or anything that the traditional banking system is even attempting to set up right now. These are, these, these are the things that we need to learn about and understand before the whole system comes into play because once, you're, once the system comes into play and you're not in position, you're locked in. You're, you're locked in where you're at. So it's, now's the time to figure it out. And even like, I, I noticed that like, even a lot of like the government officials, like the Federal Reserve and some of the Treasury and stuff like that, you're starting to hear where they are kind of warming up to the idea of using stable coins. And now a stable coin is essentially a cryptocurrency like all the rest of, well, not all the rest, but many, like similarly to, to a lot of the other cryptocurrencies that are out there. The only thing is it's supposedly tied to the US dollar. So for every one of these like, particular stable coins that comes out there's a one dollar sitting somewhere like supposedly backing it now i could see where the united states would just be tickled to have something like this because as long as it's priced in u.s dollars that's the only thing they really care about you know it doesn't matter if you're really using u.s dollars so long as you price it in u.s dollars and that creates the demand for u.s dollars much like a lot of the contracts that are written all over the world these are contracts like evergrand for example they wrote a bunch of bonds in u.s dollars like they borrowed in u.s dollars and now they need to pay back in u.s dollars that creates a demand for u.s dollars the united states is like hey thanks for doing that that's like you know strengthening up the dollar or at least creating a demand for dollars not that it's going to be a good idea or anything like that but you can see where if a situation like evergrande starts spreading throughout the entire world which it very well could i mean that's the contagion that you know a lot of people are talking about that starts taking place, you can see where that's a liquidity crunch and that's going to be a huge demand for dollars. So as long as the stable coins are actually backed by U.S. dollars, I could see where the United States government would just be tickled about that. They would love it. Totally love it. So go and check out some of the articles that I have down in there because you can see between this gentleman saying that they're going to like ban, not ban, but Visa and MasterCard are just going to go out of business. Amazon in the U.K. is banning Visa credit cards. And I had it at first, I didn't quite believe it when I was reading some of the articles because I think, well, sometimes this is like kind of blown out of proportion or maybe not quite the accurate information. But from what I'm gathering, unless I'm wrong, it looks like here on the 19th that Visa UK is no longer going to accept Visa credit cards. They'll still ex accept the debit cards and, you know, the other type of credit cards that are out there. But Visa credit card itself, they, I, apparently they're planning on saying no more. We're not going to do this any longer. So 
Yeah, it's starting to happen. You can see right now, central banks' digital currencies all over the world are starting to get established. Visa and MasterCard are cumbersome, and people are kind of irritated with it. And it's going to be heading out to you know heading out to pasture here before too long, and won't be used as much. And um, and you can see it. the UK is already starting to. Or the Amazon UK is going to, you know, is already starting to implement some of these, like, you know, getting rid of Visa or getting it out of their business models. So it's already starting to happen. You can see it taking place. Now, one of the things that I do want to warn you about is that a lot of people are going to start getting scammed and lose their cryptocurrencies. And taken from somebody who both been scammed and lost my cryptocurrencies at one time, be sure, be sure to secure your private keys. If you are going to hold those cryptocurrencies yourself, secure your private keys. If you do not understand what securing your private keys are, get $10 worth of cryptocurrencies and figure it out. Just figure out how to secure your keys, do the research on it, learn about you know where it is that you can buy cryptocurrencies, how to transfer them around, Figure out what, you know, stable coins are all about because they're going to become a big deal here going into the future, especially if the government likes them, then yeah, they're, they're going to end up being a big deal. Learn all this stuff, but be sure to secure your keys. Now, I'm going to leave a link down in the description to an article. And now I don't know if I necessarily believe the story in this article. Apparently this trader had $1.6 million worth of cryptocurrencies in a wallet and then he took like a screenshot of the pass phrase which is a bunch of different words that's your that's the key essentially is a bunch of different words and he had taken like a screenshot of the pass phrase and then went and got another phone and then the all the images didn't upload to his new phone and now he can't access this 1.6 million dollars worth of cryptocurrencies that he literally had so he says by the article like for just a few hours None of that makes sense. Like, I cannot imagine that somebody would go and put that much money into something and not know how to secure it. If if that was the case, then I guess lesson well learned. I don't know, man, but that's a terrible mistake to make. I mean, I thought it was bad when I lost $100 worth of cryptocurrencies that now would be worth a lot of money. I don't go back and look to see how much it would have been, but knowing that I had lost it, even at the time, it was only like, you know, like I said, probably $100 worth. I can't imagine what it's worth today. And I make sure that I definitely have my my crypto secured, my, my passphrases, the, the wallets that I use. I don't keep it all in one place. Definitely spread it around. But secure your private keys. That's, God, I cannot put any more, like, emphasis on that. You know, you have to do that. Okay. Um... Be sure and check out the uneducatedeconomist.com website for links to the podcast and to all the different social medias out there. I will be heading to the Rebel Capitalist uh, live event, heading to Houston here in just a matter of a few days. Oh, man. Okay. Um, here we go, guys. But if you want to follow me down to Houston, um, follow me on Instagram. I'm going to try and post some stuff on Instagram. So, yeah. Uneducated Economist. You guys let me know.